Hello everyone, this is Monica Michael and this is the 13th episode of the Real After College podcast. This episode is brought to you by theculturesupplier.com where you can sit down with your favorite movers, shakers, entrepreneurs, and activists shaking up the world as we know it when you log on to theculturesupplier.com, the only place to have your culture supplied. Today I have the privilege of interviewing and having on the podcast today Joshua Taylor known as the sir taylor he's a visual artist painter photographer from the south side of chicago joshua's mission is to change the stigmas posed on people from the south side of chicago and minorities in general by utilizing different mediums to create narratives push boundaries inspire educate and challenge perspectives joshua how are you doing today thanks for being on the podcast i'm good monica thank you for having me no problem. That intro, that intro makes it sound important. I know. I even have to fill it off your website. I'm like, let me figure out what to say. So yeah. <laughs> so we're just gonna jump right oh, into. No problem. We're gonna jump right into the podcast. The first question that we like to ask anybody that's on is the school they attended, the year that they graduated, and their major. The Roosevelt University, and I graduated last May. And then, what was your major when you went to Roosevelt? Uh, integrated marketing. And then did you know when you first started attending Roosevelt or from a kid that you know that you wanted to get into something in the marketing field or the creative space? Was that kind of something you decided when you were in college? Yeah, it definitely arrived in college. It kind of came out of the blue because I was interested in art. So okay. my goal was um, getting into art college. But fresh out of high school, I was actually going into, uh, I was at a natural transition at the time. So it was kind of like, uh, I thought I wanted to go on to be an electrical engineer. Because then I went to, uh, Simeon High School, which is a vocational high school. Mm-hmm. And coming out of there, I uh, studied electricity. And I used to do, uh, like engineering stuff at a Rush Hospital. So you graduated last May and with the BA in integrated marketing. And you kind of talk us through your, transition after college so you knew that you wanted to kind of do something in a creative field you were a marketing major can you kind of talk us through maybe the first couple of months after college did you directly get a job in your field or did you internship for a little bit yeah i interned my last my last year so the summer leading to my senior year i interned an internship at the agency going straight out getting track i did not go and get a job Okay. So those first six months or so, pretty rough. A lot of trying to figure out stuff because I've always had a drive or a passion to go into entrepreneurship. Okay. So when I finished school, I thought I was ready for that. Do you still think you're ready for that? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's one of those things where you kind of learn uh, one of those things. So knowing that when you first out of college, you know, you think that you think you know things because you try it, you tried your way here and there. But being a full-time entrepreneur is a lot of work, you know, and it's still stuff I'm learning on a day-to-day, you know, even being an artist, mm-hmm. uh, even, you know, being a photographer. I think one thing is being creative, you can be very ambitious mm-hmm. and um, not paying attention to the business side of things. Like, you know, I had a chance to do stuff, like take business classes. So I didn't do all four years at Roosevelt. I actually went to City College. Okay. So uh, I actually changed my major. I used probably... Originally was going to business administration, uh, and then within that I had taken a marketing class, and that's when my eyes got open to marketing and 
part of placing it. And that's when my eyes kind of, I kind of got interested in that. And I was like, wow, this is very interesting. I didn't really know this part of business mm-hmm. and learn about how powerful marketing is and how products are brought to us. As a consumer, we look at things and think they're on the show. Right. But from a marketing standpoint, everything is strategic. Everything is there because it's very it's intentional. You know, so when you walk in the store, the layout, it's not laid out by chance. When you see certain things, certain things gravitate your eye first, it's because somebody behind the scene decided to put that there because they studied the people and mm-hmm. the minds of the consumer. And so knowing that that, and there's like a psychology behind how products are sold and how brands are be even being made, that's that kind of like game my inch and I kind of just like, Ooh, when I get up out of this system, right. I'm going, <laughs> but, you know, and then uh, I had the opportunity to go to a workshop at uh, Leo Burnett, and that's when I was advertising. So are you currently right now like a creative full-time, or do you do that part-time? Kind of full-time, part-time type situation. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm an art teacher part-time uh, as an assistant. So, you know, I think I'm going to get into teaching, so I just want to try my hand at that. And I still do work at my prior university helping out students within, who's actually in the IMC or journalism department with, like, projects and stuff like that. So I help with the All right. there. That's pretty cool. So you talked a little bit about being a creative, and I feel like we live in a world, well, I can't say that we live in a world. I feel like we're in the world of millennial creatives or people wanting to do their own thing, like you mentioned, and be um, full-time in entrepreneurship. And being a creative, of course, is a little bit of a different framework than being, like, working a nine-to-five job, of course, um, because you mentioned, like, the business side of it. So can you kind of talk us through what is the day-to-day like for your creative side? Like, how do you typically measure success as as a visual artist or as a painter? You do so many different things, so... Kind of talk us through, just because being a creative is a little bit different than going to a job from 9 to 5 every day. Just kind of talk us through that for the people that may be listening that are thinking about merging into something in the creative field. Just kind of talk us through how the day-to-day goes. Oh, well, it all depends. It's different, you know. So, you know, it's, it's a difference between being a creative and working for somebody and the difference between being a creative and working for yourself. Mm-hmm. When you're working for yourself, everything is totally on you. You have to decide what time you're going to get up. You have to decide how much time you're going to put to this project or that project and you have to be at a point where you can't you can't be fearful when you're a full-time creator especially on your own time there's a lot of pressure that's involved with that because mm-hmm. if you don't create you don't eat right and that's just the, that's just how that's the name of the game so but it's it's a gamble because you if you really don't know how things are going to pan out and it also it also depends on the type of creator that you do and so realize that understanding that and I know that because we're millennials and because we're very visual and we live in an Instagram age where everything seems so glamorous and everything mm-hmm. seems so beautiful, but there's more more work that's done between just having just, just between having a nice grid on Instagram or just having a certain amount of followers. You know, you have to get up early. You have to figure out, well, part of it is knowing who you are and being realistic with who you are. Mm-hmm. If you're a creative and you're not a good business person, maybe full-time, you know, being a full-time creative may not be a thing that you should be doing. But it, there, it, there's a pro, there's pros and cons to it, you know. For me, my journey, I've, I've been in the up and down. When I, re- I thought I wanted to uh, make my painting part of my 
income-based type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that kind of stifled my creativity because I wasn't necessarily paying for myself. I was paying for the sake of money. Right. And so I think that's a very cautious thing you have to be careful of because you'll end up creating other people's visions or other people's ideas. But what about your own? And also, you know, it takes time to put yourself in a position where you can demand from other people what you will and what won't do. You know what I mean? So um, that's one of those things. And then the other part of being a creative and working for a, a company or something like that, that it can be a, it's, it's one of those things to decide if you're ready to let your creativity be served as being a nine to five, being okay with creating somebody else's, you know, brand and vision, you know, working right. in an agency or something like that. Uh, are you, are you, are you able to withstand working hard deadlines and being okay with your ideas being shut down and being okay with adjustment, adjusting real fast? I think both are good opportunities just to decide. I think it's all depending on the decision that you make for yourself. And I think it's nothing wrong with going to work for somebody before mm-hmm. you step out and do your own thing, especially as a creative, because there's a lot of, I see a lot of us like that, that business, the right. business part of it. And uh, a mentor of mine told me that there's nothing wrong with learning a trade on somebody else's dollar. Because when you're a creative, we have to realize, remember that our tools and the things that we do cost money. Exactly. And if you just do a simple, the simple math of just business, right, you know, you, you always want to make more than what you spend. If you're spending more than what you're making, then you're not running a successful business. You know what I mean? How, how can you eat off of that if you're putting your own self in debt at your own hand? Exactly. It's like self-sabotage, kind of. Exactly. And that goes back to another another quote that I got from another uh, mentor of mine, another professor at Roosevelt. He was telling me, he told me that if you ever have the, ever have the, cho- the choice to suffer, I don't choose to suffer. And so... You know, a lot of us are just starving all these things sounds nice. But is it is it realistic? And it's nothing wrong with working, fun, you know, funding your passion and working on your craft while working on somebody else's dollar. I think that was one of the biggest lessons for me. And I think uh, that that's, that's amazing, especially because, of course, the people that listen to the podcast are typically like millennials. Of course, we have some people that listen that are currently in college. It's the people that are like 22 to 28 that are artists or entrepreneurs or just creatives in general that are kind of just trying to make their own path and are in that weird state of like do I work for someone or do I not I think that's amazing advice is like it's okay to work on your side stuff on someone else's dime and I think that I don't know I feel like millennials like we're we're super in a rush to be the next best thing but you know kind of coming to terms with do are you business minded you know like you have your creative thing that you do but like do you have the skills necessary to be an entrepreneur it's kind of the wake-up call that we all need to have so i think that that's amazing advice that you gave yeah and it's, it's one of those things where you know you have to be honest and you have to you know not create an unrealistic uh, reality you know i can create and do beautiful things all day long but i'm not going to be the first one to say like yo it's, it's all you know, it's, it's lovely. I appreciate it, but it also takes hard work. You know, nothing, nothing happens by chance. And I don't, I don't believe that for a second. I think, um, you know, a lot of us can be blessed to have certain situations, 
certain things, but at the end of the day, you still have to work for something and still have to work to get to where, you know, where you are. So we can't be so caught up with the bright lights and we forget the bigger picture. You know, the people that we look up to, these people will sleep. These people have lost money. Right. These people have, you know, have to sacrifice. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that millennials, you have to, that's one word we have to kind of like put that up somewhere. Sacrifice. Right. You know, how bad do you want what you want? Do you really want it? And if you don't, it's okay. And, it, and also knowing the difference between a passion and a hobby. You know, it's okay to be a creative. You know, if it's, if it's your hobby, it's your hobby. But if it's your passion, you have to figure out what, how, what is it that you're willing to do to live your passion out? Even if that means working for somebody else. Or even if you, that, if you feel that confident and working for yourself, how much are you willing to sacrifice for that? Right. You know, are, are you willing to live off pennies and dimes and still, still push to your goal because you believe that this is a place where you're supposed to be? So I think the other part is knowing, knowing thyself, you know, because if you don't believe in yourself, who else will? And if you don't push yourself to get to know yourself to see and know what your capabilities are and being realistic, that's another thing, too. I think a lot of sometimes it's set um, realistic goals. I did that. Yeah. So I, I got fresh out of school. I had one internship. I thought I knew all it was to know. And that wasn't the case. And so I went through a series of um, events as an entrepreneur, as a creative, where it tested me. And mm-hmm. it showed me that some things I wasn't ready for, some things it kind of revealed to me who I was as a creative, who I was as a person. And maybe a little things that I need to work on or a little bit of things I need to be a little bit more ambitious towards mm-hmm. um, and maybe shift a few things. So, you know, it took time to get to even the place that I am now, which isn't necessarily where I want to be. You know, as creative, I think we always want to push and always want to do better and get to, you know, different places in our lives, but, you know, if, if anything, I will always, that'll always be my thing, like, before you decide to step out here, make sure that you know this is what you want, and I think the good thing about being young and being out of school, especially since it's the, you know, age range of people who typically, you know, are interested in the podcast of 21, 22, mm-hmm. to know that you still have time, I think a lot of times that we get so caught up and we gotta do it now, we gotta do it now. Exactly. Which is true. But to a certain extent, where it's like you twenty one and you go spend three years to go work with somebody, I wouldn't call it a time wasted. Exactly. I would call it a time invested. Yeah, and I think that we want like that instantaneous like 'cause I mean, like you said, like we see people on Instagram who are our age who are like brand influencers for big brands and we just want it now. Or we see People that are maybe in their thirties that we kind of aspire to, we don't know their backstory. So definitely, and that thirty, you know what I mean. So you're twenty one, comparing yourself with somebody's thirty. That's a whole nine years. A lot can happen in nine years. Just this is the same as a lot has happened in four years versus somebody just getting out of you know college, getting out of high school, right? So in those four years, you know you got you've been put into a new environment. You had to adjust. You had to change your way of living. You had to change your way of thinking. You've been cultivated in this environment to shape the person that you are now. And so it's the same process where you just have to keep putting yourself in different environments and allowing those environments to shape you. But you have to be willing to be molded in those places. And I, I think that goes into the other thing with pride. I think pride is a big thing. And pride also, also leads to how I feel it. I think if you allow yourself to be humble, 
learn from that. It's easy. It's, it's more easier to work with a humble person than a prideful person. A prideful person don't want to hear anything. A prideful person don't want to break down and realize and try to figure out who they are. They're just going to keep digging themselves into a ditch until they, kind of in, they get in a hole they can't get out of. Right. But even a humble person can get in a hole and be able to reach a hand and get help. You know, so that's even if you decide, for instance, you know, if I stepped out and I did I feel and I failed, but I'm okay with humbling myself and realizing, yo, I need help. I need mm-hmm. to figure this out. You know what I mean? And it doesn't it doesn't stop my grind, no 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 way no none whatsoever. It may change the way I do things from a you know, day to day just but the day if it's something that I really want, I'm gonna do what it takes to get what I need and to be where I need to get because it's it's a stepping stone. Exactly. And, that, and I could try a job and it don't work. All right. I'll quit that one. Move on. And so, like, even like right now, I do part-time stuff. But, you know, those, it's not not my main thing. I'm still trying to push my art. still trying to push my photography. I'm still trying to do different projects here and there. So, yeah. Exactly. Well, I think that kind of brings us to the next question or that kind of next segment of the interview. And talking specifically about what you currently do now. So, of course, I know that you go by the Sir Taylor and <clears throat> you do photography, you paint, you do a bunch of different stuff. And one thing that I really liked about your mission is that you want to change the stigmas posed on people from the south side of Chicago. One thing I wanted to know is why are you so passionate about that piece through your work that you do? I mean, I'm South Side born and raised, mm-hmm. so you know that stuff runs through my through my veins, you know. And it's I still currently stay on the South Side, and my I've always wanted, and I've always felt like I kind of like was an eyeball, you know, in my neighborhood, and eyeball just I never fat fit in. But there's so much more to the South Side, you know. And I want one thing, and you know, mom go back and forth about it. I mean, I did. A couple of years ago, I made a conscious decision. I didn't want to watch the news anymore. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, growing up, that was kind of like a routine. You, you wake up in the morning, you watch the news, kind of like get ready for your day. How can I start my day off when the narrative is already negative? Exactly. How does that lay out my day for me? When I know, despite what the news says about us, and despite what other people who don't even live in the same area say about us, that it's not always 100% true. Especially as an African African American male, where it's like you know, you know, going through, you know, growing up, you know, dealing with different things and experiencing different things. Sometimes you get get tired of seeing the same thing over and over again. You have to make you got you know, I have to come to a point where I make a decision where if somebody else is not going, I don't have, you don't have to wait on nobody else to tell you who you are when you can tell them who you what you already know who you are and you can create the narrative yourself and so i'm I'm super passionate because you know i grew up on the south side my granddad has been here for well over a long time <laughs> um, to the point where he's seen the neighborhood changes from different demographics and so you know i know know people who own homes and know people who are still you know have families and stuff like that and me being a first generation college student and you know being able to break certain barriers and break certain things and to change, you know, narratives and things. And, you know, it's, it's always love in the hood, per se. I haven't had too many bad experiences. I've had more so genuine. Um, you know, I've been fortunate to have, like, older people to kind of, like, take me under their wing. And uh, it's been nothing but love, as we say. So I kind of want to spread that love and spread that there is still love on the south side. There is still... 
uh, people who are willing to make a difference. There are still people who don't fit the stigma that's placed on us, who don't fit the stereotypes, who, um, there are people who work hard, there are people who are smart and funny mm-hmm. and amazing individuals. So I, I like to think that we're a person before we're criminals. Exactly. And I see so much injustice that happens to us. And not even just from a violence standpoint. I think the violence standpoint stems from other issues. I think it's a undocumented effect, you know. So when you place people in environments, they they have no choice but to adapt to those things, mm-hmm. and and it becomes a survival mechanism. So if you place people in the area with lack of resources, and they are fighting for the same thing, somebody's gonna get stuck over. Exactly. And so, so that's kind of like part of like why I kind of want to focus on that because I see that's not right. And, but I also want to show that we don't have to take what's already handed to us. Um, this world is too big of a place that if we just try, we can reach out and make our own way and kind of figure out, you know, things as we go on. But, and then also too is there are so many beautiful things that I've seen and been able to experience that I just couldn't even put in words. And so pictures are, are one of the main ways that I can kind of convey my thoughts mm-hmm. and convey the things that I see on a day-to-day basis that people may not even see the way I see them. I just have so much appreciation for how I've been raised and how I've been cultivated here. I think if I'm never, if I didn't grow up on the South, I don't know who I would be. It's, it's, it's part of who I am. It's yeah. part of the narrative that has continuously been written, you know, as I go through the journey of life. And so, you know, I, I'm always there with paying respect. And, um, you know, and you always want to put your best foot forward. And, you, you know, what they say is when you go into somebody else's house, you're a represent, representation of, like, your parents. Not saying that the, my area is my parents, but I'm a representation of who, where I'm from. Exactly. And, who, who people say that people, you know, people like me or people from where I'm from, they, they don't see, what they see and what they paint is not the real, not the true, true reality, but not all of us. Like that narrative don't paint for all of us. And so, uh, I grew up seeing different narratives. And I think if you choose, if we, if we choose to be positive, show positive, people don't have, don't have no choice but to respond to that in a positive manner. And so I want to find out why, why are you so positive and so happy about this, this thing that's been painted so tainedly or tainted, you know, it's, it has a tainted, you know, image. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like my mission, you know what I mean? To give a voice to the people who can't speak, um, to give a voice for myself, utilize my experiences and what I've seen growing up to show that they don't always turn out to be a negative thing. You have the, you know, the Hebrew Brantleys and the, you know, Max Sands thing, who was like one of my favorite painters here in Chicago, another Southside native. And the way he uses color and the way he uses his narrative to paint the pictures of people and to like embody us and show us an empowerment, you know, is just amazing. And mm-hmm. I, I super appreciate that, appreciate that. And I think we're, we, you know, us being able to create, it kind of gives us power to um, literally rewrite history or add on to the history uh, and not let nobody else paint it for us. Can't nobody tell your story no better than no 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 better than you can. 
Exactly. And I think that this is just very important work. Like you said, like people have their own kind of depictions of what a black male or black people or just people in general are before you even open your mouth. If you say you're from the South Side, they kind of already have a depiction of who you are as a person. So I think that the work that you do and other people do are extremely important by, you know, challenging those narratives that are beating sometime into our minds by things like the news and the internet. So lots, tons of respect for, for what you're doing of kind of reversing what people, you know, people think and people see. So I think that that's, that's amazing. And my next question to kind of just, you know, wrapping up the interview is just kind of advice that you have for current college students. We talked a little bit about, you know, your first stages of going to Roosevelt University, receiving your marketing integrated marketing communications degree we kind of talked about you being an art teacher and still kind of pursuing your creative side and then we kind of talked about your website the sir taylor and your mission and then all of that just any advice that you would kind of have for current college students and especially specifically i would want to say creatives because we don't i, I don't think we've had many creatives on the podcast and it's a different dynamic so just People that are maybe in school that are interested in being in the creative field that don't know how, that don't don't know the next steps, um, are questioning themselves. Just find any advice that you can give them at this point. Yeah, to definitely want to stay encouraged. I think the road of a creative is not that of an easy one, especially in a, a collegiate environment or just in general. You know, society doesn't if they have that super respect for creative as I think they personally should. But to definitely take the time to get to know yourself and figure out, you know, what it is that you do and don't like. Don't fall too much into the pressure of what society is putting on you. Feel that being a creative is what you've been solely put here to do. Just take your time. You'll find your way, I mm-hmm. think. And I think a lot of us are still trying to find our way. But not to get caught up in the whole age thing. The age thing will be a, a very discouraging thing if you let it. You know, you got, I think we have to realize that a lifespan in our lives is a long time if we really look at it. But if you play your cards right, you can have and do anything that you want to do. I think remaining humble and remain inspired and to utilize the resources that you have for school. I think uh, one of the smartest decisions that I made was to finish school. I got to a point where like, I thought I didn't want to finish, and I didn't want to finish, and I but I bumped heads with my dad mm-hmm. about it, and um, I I realized I thought that me finishing school was a promise to him, mm-hmm. but it really it really benefited me more than I thought because it opened so many doors as far as connection, and so knowing that you have power, right? Learn how to speak up. Like people don't know what you need unless you say what you need, mm-hmm. and that you. You, you know, you'll realize that school, schools have so many resources that a lot of us don't even know. But it, it starts when you start speaking up. And, you know, take, and, and because you have a student, because you are a student, so many doors can be open because co- companies and people are always looking for college students. Not, one, not only because it's free labor, but I wouldn't look at it as free labor because everybody always gets to a point where you need them doing any, something for free. Right. But it's not for free because knowledge you can't put a price on that so if you're a college student and you spend six months interning for somebody you know if they pay you great but they don't i wouldn't look at that as a loss i would look at that as a gain whether whether it turns out to be a good or a bad experience but you would never know it's a good or a bad experience if you never tried and to 
utilize that student label. So it's like, hey, I'm looking at intern here. Hey, can I do a informational interview? Mm-hmm. I had a professor that really pushed that, and I, I, I would attest to that that opened doors for me that I would never expect it. Just be like, hey, can you tell me about what you do? And you'll realize that you can pick up on your passion and pick up on how, especially in a, in a creative agent, in a creative realm, mm-hmm. people love to use the word hungry. And if they can tell that you're hungry, then they'll take a chance on you. All you need is a all you need is a shot. Right. All you need is a shot. And if you miss, and the, if the one shot don't go in, you just keep taking shots until you find one that go in. Especially for those who are going to like advertising, or even from a painting standpoint, right? So if you're a painter and you're going to school to paint, don't limit yourself to just knowing your craft. I think that's important, and you definitely should know your craft. But definitely take the time to learn the business aspect of it, because once you get out of school and you got a you got a craft, you know, it's in it. So using like utilizing the resources in school. So if you got opportunity to take a business class, you can take that for a little, you know, add that into your tuition. That's better than you getting out of school and you going backwards and learning that stuff. If this is what you want to do, you know, especially for those who have already who are seniors and making those decisions on what they want to do, start. Utilizing resources and calculating your steps wisely. So, you know, go, you know, check out the career stuff. If there's any career fairs, like, go to all that stuff. Don't look at that as a waste of time because you never know who you may talk to and that one person can change your life. Exactly. And always be prepared. You know, if you're a creative, let's say you're doing graphic design and you go talk to somebody, get a business card, you know. Do, make get a website. It don't even have to be the most best thing ever, but as long as you have one for somebody to look at something, because the worst thing you can be doing is saying you do something and don't have anything to show for it. Exactly. Because at the end, at, because at, at that point you just blowing smoke. And, you and no one believes you. <laughs> no, no, and all they gonna remember is, man, I met this real kid and he had written that story telling but he had nothing to show me. Right. Because the one first thing, first thing what's gonna happen is when somebody talking to like, can you show me this? Oh, uh, well, at that point, you already lost them at that point. And if, I mean, you'd be lucky if you keep them. You know, you just have, you'll end up having to be very persuading your words. But yeah, definitely do that. You know, um, as a fact, tell them that LinkedIn is a good resource, you know, to, you know, hit up people that who may work in a company that you may want to work for and just, you know, build with them. I uh, uh, think, which, you know, seeking knowledge is priceless, I tell you, because Money, money is not going nowhere. Money mm-hmm. is gonna be here, but it's what you know that will get you the, get you the thing. You know what you, who you know, and what you know, right? Mm-hmm. So the more you, the more you network and you and you back it up with stuff that you know, you, you're in a really good spot at that point. Um, so yeah, it's, I think college is a great place to just go for it. You know, spend a long nights and just work on your craft and getting to know people. It's it's a it's a room to kind of experiment rather. Right, I think that that's amazing advice, and I just wanted to add one thing: is just trust your process. I feel like a lot of people, yes. even yes. my age, I'm 28 years old, yes. and there's people that are maybe looking to transition into entrepreneurship or nine to five. But we look at our friends or we glorify people that we don't know on social media. We have to realize that all all of our processes are are different, right? Like, no one's process is going to exactly be the same, but it's very important to trust your personal process because yours is not going to be identical to the person next to you, your friends, your family member, the person on Instagram. So 
it's very important to just trust your process, trust your journey, trust where you are, and just know that if you work hard and put the time in, that eventually you can have what you want. So definitely great advice. So if people want to... I know, stay. <laughs> stay. Stay in your lane. You know, don't, I know we're in a digital thing where everybody's doing something, but if you just stay in your lane and do your own thing, trust me, you'll shine out and you'll stand, you'll stick out like a sore thumb. Because you're not worried about nobody else. That's okay, a good when one. You, when you're operating in purpose, it's nothing, nothing, nothing will stand in the way because you're doing what you've been put here to do. That's a good one. So if people want to connect with you, on social media or your website, uh, where can they do that at? Okay, social media on uh, Instagram is at the Sir Taylor S I R T A Y L O R. Um, they want to con- you know check out my website. It's www. If you don't do www. But it's <laughs> the. I'm, they don't. That's another thing. Nobody does www. Right. <laughs> literally just do your website. So the SirTaylor.com links to all my other social media platforms as well. Current projects that I have on there, photography, paintings that I've done, uh, email stuff if anybody want to reach out and chat it. Um, I do tip, I do stuff here and there on Instagram, little projects. I just wrapped up a Black History project I did for 20, I call it 28 Days of Blackness, mm-hmm. um, which explore you know Black history and current um, Black stuff that. Black people will kind of name, feel, we're in a circle with that. And also even feel more South Side stuff. Just always still pushing the narrative, just being true to who I am. That's always my goal. So, yeah, if anybody want to contact me on those. All right. And I just want to personally thank you for being on the podcast. It's so weird how we, like, even are connected because I followed you on Instagram. We had that interview together. For yeah. JG. And I was like, yeah. I feel like I know you look super familiar. And then yeah. now we're on the phone for the podcast. So you got to trust your connections, yeah. people. Get out there, talk to people. Definitely, definitely. I thank you so much for having me. I'm super humble. I'm super appreciative. I'm super appreciative for your time, for you reaching out. And yeah, it is super crazy. Yes, please trust your connections because you never know. And don't, don't be afraid to speak to somebody and don't. Ever second guess, but um, swear I'm looking. Don't underestimate anybody. Exactly. Because you never know who who may mean who, who you may run into. The person on the street you may be talking to may be the key to your purpose and your next job or your next check might come from. Exactly. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast. Again, um, if you guys want to connect with him, connect with him on his Instagram and other social media as well as his website, which he plugged in. We'll talk next episode. So much fun, too.